Hey, I'm Jordan No More, and welcome to the No More Podcast. What you're about to listen to is a short conversation from our full-length episodes that you can find over on Patreon. If you want to support the show, it's just a dollar, and you get exclusive content, full-length audio episodes, video episodes, and behind-the-scenes exclusives from myself and my co-hosts, Nick and Clayton. If you want to check that out, go over to patreon.com forward slash no more podcasts. Enjoy the show. I've been wanting to try this anyway, so I was really curious about doing solo episodes. I'm going to give it a try. I'm not sure if this is uh, the right fit because I really do. I feel like I, I do better um, as a uh, with a group with someone to volley off of, especially Nick and Clayton. They're my friends. And obviously uh, we have a history that makes it just easy to wing it and riff and, you know, go back and forth. But anyways, today on the No More Podcast, we're talking about David Fincher. I'm a big fan of David Fincher, um, as most filmmakers are, but I think that like most filmmakers, uh, he doesn't get credit where I think he should get the credit. I think people focus so much on technical stuff. They get lost in like, you know, what camera he uses or, or how many takes he does. That's kind of the big one with him. But, you know, where people where other filmmakers are like like Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg are very uh traditional like they 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 hang on tradition and nostalgia i feel like like david fincher represents the future he is is always thinking ahead and he's always he's always wanting to just try the next new thing but not in a gimmicky way in like a, how can we use this new tool or this new medium to better tell amazing stories. Right. And, and that's what I, I find I, I very admirable about him. And, um, and one of the things that was crazy is like, he's one of the first people to take big stars and transition over from the big screen to miniseries and to like um to streaming you know and not necessarily that he, he was the first first but the show house of cards was basically his doing and he's the one who convinced you know those big stars to go and be on the small screen so to speak and they you know were very reluctant initially like the Oh, it's just Netflix. Like what, you know, that's not, you know, I'm a, I'm a screen actor. And, uh, so that was, I thought that was really fascinating because he said right away, he's like, you know, his calling card with that was, you know, this is the future. This is where things are going. And, and I think that that's really cool, you know, and as someone who's always, you know, built his identity around like, you know, my career going towards, the big screen, wanting to make feature films that go on the big screen. I admire that. And it's got me thinking, you know, and changing my own thoughts about, about street, like uh, series and, and, uh, and television, so to speak. Um, there's a whole new respect there, but the killer, let's talk about the killer. Um, which I thought I, I've been highly anticipating. I think that most people uh, watching this probably don't know, but I'm I'm one of those who uh, 
obsesses over what's coming out before there's even a trailer. You know, I'm thinking about that. Uh, I, I'm reading about the movie that's being made. Like there's nothing even filmed, you know? And this is one of them that I was like really highly anticipating because it was a, uh, I think, to be David Fincher's comeback, if you will. Not to say that he went anywhere, but he was, uh, he, he made Mank and it was Oscar nominated. So it's not like it was a bad movie, but in the, in the, the lineup of his filmography, Mank was kind of uh, at a left field. It didn't feel like a Fincher film. And it, it was very slow. It was black and white. And it was, it was, um, it just didn't have that, that like dark sentiment that I think his other filmography, you know, covers. Um, the things that, that get, you know, when people think, oh, I'm going to go see a David Fincher film. This is what I'm, I'm going to expect. But, uh, and I don't know the whole story, but I do know this. I know that, I know that David Fincher's dad wrote the screenplay for Mank. And I can respect that he wanted to make a film for his father. I think that's, I think that's what it's about. I think that that film was for his dad. And it was a great, you know, it was a great departure if you were going to have a massive departure from your aesthetic. It's like if Wes Anderson made a fucking, you know, gritty war film. <laughs> but it, um, I can appreciate it. But I digress. The reason why I brought that up is I feel like the killer is right back on track with the way we, the thing that we expect from David Fincher. Uh, starring Michael Fassbender. And I will read you the description on IMDb. After a fateful near miss, an assassin battles his employee employers and himself on an internal manhunt he insists isn't personal. And I think this is probably the best possible casting. And just from the small amount of little clips I've seen of the movie, I'm... I am I'm jazzed. I'm stoked. Um because I just love this type of movie. And the funny thing is that I think David Fincher has like carved out a an aesthetic and a style for himself that just like how anyone could point out thing, you know, tropes of Wes Anderson movies or tropes of Martin Scorsese films and David Fincher is on that that category. But his it's more about an aesthetic, just the way it feels within the story and the way it looks, you know, the tones, the hues, the camera movement or lack of, lack thereof. Um, but the funny thing is that there are so many filmmakers uh, of varying degrees of, of their careers who have tried to emulate that, you know, catch that lightning that Fincher has created, essentially. 
And I think they've all failed. I think everyone that's ever tried, you can either kind of tell that you're looking at someone who's trying to do Fincher or you can tell that they were, that they, they failed. You know, when they do it, you're like, oh, this just isn't right. There's something missing. One of those people, and I'm not, not, I'm not knocking that he's not a great filmmaker. He's not great. He hasn't great, made great movies is Ben Affleck. And he's admitted in the interviews. He's like, he's like, whenever I go to see, um, or whenever I go to direct a new movie, I always rewatch seven and I try to make it, try to make my movie feel like seven. <laughs> and, and I think he misses. I think he's definitely good and he makes his own thing, but there's just something to be said about the importance of the presence of a director, even though they're not directly touching most anything in the movie. They're just influencing the the way the story is told. And I think about too, there's a quote that it was uh, David Fincher who said making you know directing a movie is is like is like painting, making an oil painting, and the canvas is like a hundred, you know, yards away, and you have three hundred people holding the paintbrush for you. And um, that's really amazing to think about. It's very accurate because it feels like that when you get on, you know, you start to make a bigger project. It feels like you, like you can't, you have no control. And the only control you have as a filmmaker is the, the, the way, the control of how you describe what you want to see on screen and how well you can command and lead a team. And, and I think he does it well, if not one of the best in the industry. And I'm, I just, I'm, I'm super excited for the, for the killer. And I'm, but I'm also very bummed. I'm bummed because, because in the, even though he never went anywhere, I think in the eyes of the money people, and the 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 way in which the industry has been going i think that unfortunately the the mainstream has kind of left him in the dust and the fact that we're so used to these you know bigger budget um uh you know high concept superhero you know cgi behemoths um there's just no room in the marketing budget for Fincher to, for his movie to get known about. I bet, I bet most people that are listening to this are like, Who, what the fuck is the killer? I've never even heard of it. And I, that's sad. You know, the only reason I knew is because I read up on this shit. I'm always looking at like, you know, the people that I admire, I'm, I'm looking at their, their IMDb pages. I'm looking at and reading in, into, um, you know, any article, anything that's going to release any information about what they're working on currently. And sad thing is, is that I had known about the killer and I had been following up on anything that I can find about it, but I haven't known, uh, I haven't seen anything about a trailer. And I thought that this, I didn't look at what, when, when the date was that it comes out, but I saw the trailer 
yesterday. And and it's coming out in October. And I'm like, that it's coming out in like less than a month. And there's only been one tiny little trailer about it. And there's no billboards in LA. There's no promotions going on. And it's David Fincher directing, Michael Fassbender at the helm. It, it, you'd think this would be on the side of buses. You'd think that every fucking YouTube video you watch, every every other Instagram post you see, there's going to be a, a sponsored ad for it. But there's not. And that kind of bothers me. 